0: It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Freedom! Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island Redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton.
1: This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Me, Chet Martin, here with you, and always by my side, the fearless one himself, Mr. C.V. Burton.
2: Happy Father's Day. You can ah. always appreciate your fathers a little bit more, and you fathers out there, you can always be better fathers a little bit more. <laughs> well, you
1: know, everybody out there that listens to us, I know appreciates Father's Day and their fathers and their fathers' fathers and the sons and daughters that they so lovingly call family. And that's what this show's all about. Brian is off today. Once again, um, it's just, uh, it's been a, a kind of a whirlwind around the show right now. We've lost a lot of people over the last few months. I mean, it's just... It's actually kind of crazy. Sometimes they say when it rains, it pours, and it yeah. really does. So, uh, Come on, say... Brian. Your peeps miss you. <laughs> That's true. They do miss him. Once again, I want to thank everybody for last week with the uh, memorial show for Xander Gibb. It was really good to hear uh, from some of his good friends that came on the program. All the listeners send their love, and that was awesome to see. And We have some really great guests coming on today as well. We have Tom DeWeese. He is the uh, president for Active America, and then we also have Dan Wass, two A advocate. He is seen all over the place. Been on with Sean Hannity. He's been on a NRA TV. Author of Good Good Gun Bad Guy One Through Three, and uh, and he's a radio host too. He's got a, a lot of things going on right now. We're going to talk to him about some of the madness that's going on throughout our country. I don't think we're really going to get into any two-way issues today. But I did want to start out with this, C.V., because America right now is really upside down, and um, I'm starting to become very concerned. And here's one of the articles that had me concerned the most, coming out of Breitbart News. Biden's administration asking Americans to report potentially radicalized friends and family, President Joe Biden's admin, announced their plans to create ways for Americans to report radicalized friends and family to the government in an effort to fight domestic terrorism. In a conversation with reporters, one senior administration official explained the importance of stopping politically fueled violence before it, it's ever started we'll work to improve the public awareness of federal resources to address concerning or threatening behavior before violence occurs, the official said. The official cited the Department of Homeland Security's If You See Something, Say Something campaign to help stop radical Islamic terror as a domestic possibility. This involves creating context in which those are family members or friends or co-workers know that there are pathways and avenues to raise concerns to seek help for those who they have perceived, see that right there, to be radicalized or potentially radicalized towards violence, the official said. So here's what it goes, and it really did bring this up, and um, just bear with me for a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, and CV and entertain me for a little while. Uh, Back when we first started this program, one of the first news stories that we opened up with was San Bernardino. Now, if anybody remembers the terrorist act that happened in San Bernardino, you will remember that it was a wife and a husband, Islamic husband, was seen going back and forth between Afghanistan and I believe also once or twice over to Saudi Arabia, and that he had been radicalized. They worked inside an office building where they eventually went out and killed all these people. Inside the home, inside the home that th- they owned in California, neighbors had see- seen them going in and out of the, the home with boxes, some things that looked very suspicious. Of course, when you have somebody draped in all black Islamic clothing, I would think that that is something that you should be concerned about. But if you remember, C.V., When they asked the neighbors why they didn't report any of these going-ons, it was because they said, well, we didn't want to be deemed as racists. That was the big, big underlying current that happened with that news story. Now fast forward to us right here today and reading this article about Joe Biden's administration. Well, my takeaway from what I'm reading in Breitbart is that if you have a family member— or if you have a friend, maybe they have a radio show, maybe they have a Trump bumper sticker, maybe <laughs> th- maybe they wear a red hat, or maybe, just maybe, they support their Second Amendment rights, that you can call and report to the government that you think that they might be getting radicalized. Now, also bearing with what happened on January 6th with all the radicalized Trump supporters that went down there in which a cop had a heart attack after the event and they're trying to pin that on uh, the Oath Keepers, right? Yeah. Well, the truth is, Trump supporters are some of the finest people that I've ever met in my life. I have never met one that is wearing a white robe or a white gown, knowing it as KKK, or have a swastika on their forehead. However, I do know these tactics that I'm speaking about that the Biden administration is pushing forward to be the tactics of the Nazis. Now, you could sit there and you can tell me that January 6th was a bad situation. I had two friends that went there. They were peaceful. They came home. And uh, as far as I know, they're not radicalized in any way, shape, or form. CV. This is an embarrassment. What they want to do is they want to make us feel so uncomfortable. And the reason they're doing this inside with January 6th and keeping those men locked up, and we're going to talk about that later, as you shared a good article with me that that we'll be talking about later in the show. This is to shut our voices down, to shut us up, and to tell us, hey, that could be you.
2: Yep. And you brought up San Bernardino, where the— the concerned citizens were afraid to say anything because the Obama administration created an atmosphere yep. where uh, everybody was suspicious of everybody else for being quote unquote racist all the time. There's not that much racism in this country. It's a big fat lie. It is. And here they are here. They're doing it again. And they're creating an atmosphere where everybody thinks everybody else is racist and they're, and they're going to be afraid to say anything. Do you know that they're, they're currently trying to bring in 18,000 Afghans? That That's where that's where the uh, the hijackers came from. The 9-11 right. hijackers came from Afghanistan. They're trying to bring in 8, 18,000 of them to relax the, the visa rules, to let them in easier. And they're claiming that these are the people that, that helped our, our military. And they're trying to give them uh, asylum. Again, with the si- asylum thing. Uh, I don't feel comfortable with that. It doesn't make me a racist, just makes me, just shows I have common sense. But here, in this case, you know, the FBI cannot investigate every Trump supporter in the country. No. There are, there are millions of us, and they simply don't have the resources. So uh, why are they taking this very public stance? It's simply to intimidate patriots into silence. Exactly. And that's they, my they point. Try and- to keep our influence down.
1: Exactly. And try to make it so you say, well, I better not rock the boat. I better be quiet. I better not wear my MAGA hat. I better not tell anybody that I actually support Trump. The sad part is the ones that are radicalized are the ones that work and uh, rub elbows with the left. I mean, if you want any examples of that, I can give you many. If you want to talk about a man that went down to a ballpark in Washington and tried to kill Republicans and almost did. And when he asked them, are those the Republicans on the field? And that's why he shot Steve Scalise. And and to this day, finally a few weeks ago, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, finally they admitted that it was domestic terrorism. But what they failed to do with the media was... Admit that he worked inside the Bernie Sanders campaign in 2015. Yep. Now, he was radicalized. Am I blaming Bernie Sanders? Not necessarily. I'm not saying that he wouldn't have wanted it to happen. I'm not saying that he did. But it does matter, and it, you do have to talk about the facts. Now, they're coming forward with All these things, uh, you know, oh, January 6th, it was all Trump supporters that went inside there and they created chaos and they killed police and this and that. that. Then they care about police. Right. These people hate the police, folks. Don't get it twisted. They hate you. They hate the police. They hate the military. They hate America. They're disgusting, disgusting people. But I would never advocate to be violent against them. And besides that, and, and and I'll tell you, CV, how stupid are people to think that if our government didn't want them going into that building, that they wouldn't have been stopped. Of course they would have. They were let in with a red velvet rope for God's sake. They might as well hand it out or derbs. Right.
2: And never forget Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas shortly after Trump took office. Who were the targets in Mandalay Bay? There were, Flag-waving patriots, all of them. They were gunned down in the worst horrific mass shooting this country has ever seen. And nobody talks about it anymore. And the FBI hasn't lifted a pinky to explain it.
1: The the only thing that they came out with from Mandalay Bay was, oh, we don't know his motive. Or his motive or their motive. I think it was probably more than one. But I think you're right about the fact that it was targeting uh, you know, obviously it's a country show. You're not going to get, um, you know, ISIS over there, but you, you're certainly going to try to shoot some patriots. That's what I think it was.
2: The day after the shooting, his brother was being interviewed by the media. This is another thing that gets brushed under the rug and admitted that his brother hated those people. He's like, yeah. did he hate those people? Yes, he certainly did. What do you, what do you mean those people? I mean, he, he was a white guy shooting at white guys, but wh- what was it about them that made them different from him? It was their political affiliation. They loved the country. And, the and other, that's what it uh, was. Uh, it, it, and, was a, it was a country concert.
1: And, they, and she shipped his girlfriend back over to, uh, I'm trying to, I'm drawing Trinidad? No. No, no, no. It was, uh, oh, it was, um, it was uh, no. But But anyway, she was also tied up with some bad things and that all got right. swept under the rug. But now they want to paint every anyone and everyone who is a supporter of the president as some kind of crazy racist terrorist. And if you're going to let this happen, guys, I got news for you. The country's already lost. You know, and right. this is and this is what I want to ask the folks on the left. When is enough going to be enough? Are you going to stop them from coming and getting us or are you going to lead them to the attic?
2: Which one's it right. going to be? And I saw Antifa Burned down city after city, murdering yeah. police officers, spitting yeah. in their face, calling them all kinds of obscenities, and I saw another guy, a, a, a shop owner, was stoned in the face and killed on the spot. The all these things, the media never talks about any of this. It's not Trump supporters that are violent. It's you leftist freaks out there, and you... In-
1: and congr- and by the way, congratulations on voting somebody in. Instigate, well, I'm not, I'm,
2: instigate, that's
1: the word. So so you've, you put somebody in that puts our footprint in a larger scale in the Middle East than it was under four years of President Trump. You see, it's always the opposite. It's kind of like George Costanza, I'll do the opposite. That's exactly... <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that reference. But that's exactly what the left does, and they intend on creating havoc in this country and by the way if you go over there at portland i see a lot of the stories coming out in portland and the police left thank god i would too um all, you know some of the pictures great feces and needles all over the street and and some of these people that support antifa want to put that up as like some some uh light on the hill a beacon give me a break there's there's turds and used needles you go lay around and play about it put your kids in it i don't want it not here not for me. Listen, we're going to come back. More topics coming up next right here 94.9 News Now and stimulating talk. <laughs> on deck 94.9 news down stimulate talk Tom Deweese is coming up next and I'm sorry I got it wrong I said ACT he's actually he's actually the president of the American Policy Center all right and he's, he's a great guy it's gonna really uh pound some of this uh destructive leftist tactic that they're coming on on strong with us right now and um we're gonna talk about the great reset okay so that's gonna be interesting And uh, Tom is a mountain of knowledge waiting to crash onto the shores of FOD. (laughs) So, So listen, this is something that I think both me and C.V. can support and probably most of our listeners. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott on Wednesday formally announced that Texas will build its own border wall. Abbott accused the Biden administration of abandoning it's responsibility to protect the southern U.S. border. Today, we're announcing that Texas will build a border wall in our state to help secure our border. Abbott said at a press conference, the governor promised a 250 million down payment to begin the project, allowing the state to hire a project manager and get the task underway. He said that the construction on the wall would be built on a combination of state land donations and private land, and partially funded by donations this also got a lot of praise from president donald j trump that's right i said president i'm not saying i'm not i'm not referring to him as anything else he is the president it's so, not even
2: just not even just respectful it's he's like the current president as far as i'm concerned yeah.
1: <laughs> yes he is uh, but and, and i know the reason i'm laughing is just to rub salt in the wound so <laughs> so so um you know i I might move to Texas. I don't know. I like Abbott that much. I think he is a true patriot. I think he always has been one of the great confidence, uh, confidants of, of President Trump. And you know what, man? He's making the right move here. Joe Biden wants to shut everything down and pull all the good stuff that we accomplished with President Trump away because he's a tool and a puppeteer of George Soros and all the bad ones, the Bilderbergs, you name it, all way down the line, and the pedophilia that is uh, the scourge in Washington, D.C., surrounded by that razor wire right now. And this is just nice to see, and I'm glad to see, C.V., that we still have some competent people out there running this country.
2: Yep. Governor Abbott, we salute you. Yes, and if if you you should ever secede from the nation, I'm gonna I'll be the first to move there, from from <laughs> out of state. <laughs> hell, <But>, Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> no, hell but yeah. I, I I expect Donald Trump to be reinstated, and I yep, that's what I said. And you know what else? Even if that doesn't happen, perhaps other border states will follow Texas' example, like Arizona and New Mexico, and they'll continue the border wall along the border there forget about California though they're a lost cause they're
1: they're lost it's sad too you know it, it 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 is sad because and I get into this discussion a lot with some of our listeners and and some of our listeners are very brash and they they say what's on their mind and that's kind of a a reflection on our show I guess uh, but, you know, there are good people in California. There are good people in New York. There are good people in a lot of these liberal enclaves. And don't forget, New York, aside from Manhattan, is greatly conservative. The Long Island, believe it or not, folks, Suffolk County, it's mostly conservative. You go outside into these liberal enclaves, the Hamptons, Manhattan, you know, uh, Westchester, where uh, they claim that AOC's from, and... Um, well, no, they claim she's from the Bronx. She's actually from Westchester uh, County. And that's what controls us, unfortunately. But it doesn't mean that there aren't good people. And sometimes, unfortunately, the good people are left out in the rain. And that's what's happening in places like New York. And that's why people are leave- leaving in the droves from Connecticut and New York and California. It's because the American people are no longer appreciated.
2: Yeah, and Governor nuisance is going to be thrown out. Uh, yeah. there's an effort on the way and uh, I think it will be successful. And but there's a large like you said, like, there's a large portion of California that I'm very concerned about. I think in the oh, northern yeah. in the northern areas. And it's sort of like New York. New York is much redder than people think. Most counties voted for Donald Trump in New York than didn't. It's just uh it's just a, it's a rigged state. Our elections are rigged, and, of, and of course, the uh, five boroughs of uh, New York City um, tend to tilt the scale also.
1: They do, and it's sad, and I uh, I wish it wasn't that way, but unfortunately, it is. But, you know, to fight for the country, you have to fight for the country at large, and unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of bad elements here, and that's just something that we deal with. I mean, you know, if you go back to California— I was too young to remember it, but Ronald Reagan won California. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's not that long ago. I mean, it's not, it's not out of hand. But but it was Demo- before
2: computers were introduced into our elections. There you go. <laughs> there you governor, go. And, because and, Reagan won California twice. He won New York twice, and there were many other, you know, big wins in New York by Republicans before the computers came in we had
1: mayors and governors uh republican and and now you just won't see it because like you said it's all it's a rigged system Mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate that way that it has happened but it doesn't mean that we give up because uh giving up is something that true patriots do not do we are going to come back with tom deweese okay and he's going to give you a a really good uh i want to call it a seminar on the great reset he's the president of the american policy center up next don't go anywhere. This is Freedom on Death. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Well, on the line is best-selling author, political activist, commentator, founder and president of the American Policy Center. And I'm talking about Mr. Tom DeWeese himself. Tom, thanks for giving us some of your time this Sunday, sir.
3: Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Well, so I wanted to really get into this. It's been a topic that we've discussed and we've tried to hit on it, but you're the perfect one to really... Put it out on the table, let all the listeners know what's going on. So the Great Reset may be unfamiliar to some of our listeners, but it shouldn't, considering the administration that hijacked our 2020 elections during the months leading up to the November of 2020, when Joe Biden did talk of the Great Reset during a few campaign stops um, when he was speaking to, uh, actually, there were no crowds there. He just spoke to uh, to the trees and stuff. I know you remember that, <laughs> but but he did talk about the Great Reset. Now it it struck a chord with me, and I started looking into it a little bit. and And thanks to the New American Magazine, I was able to look into exactly what the Great Reset was. Now you have a great article out there, and anybody that wants to go and check it out, what the Great Great Reset will really do to you it explains it it lays it out perfectly for us so tom tell us when the great reset was actually first coined and i know it was quite a while ago and tell us why the democrat party party right now is pushing forward it as part of the agenda of the democrat party well i'll tell you you know 30 years
3: ago when uh Agenda 21 was first introduced in the 1992 uh, Earth Summit. They said that Agenda 21 was the uh, blueprint for the reorganization of human society, and you know that's a that's a pretty big statement. And trying to get people to understand what that meant has not been easy. And as we've gone through uh, the years, then we came up uh, a few years back with the Agenda 2030, where they got more detailed, uh, 17 goals, that, that what that would mean. Again, reorganizing human society, every single part of our society. Then, uh, a couple years ago, we get the Green New Deal, and people began to start to take attention. Wow, that's pretty radical. That's kind of crazy. It's exactly, all of them, exactly the same policy. Now, this year, we've got the Great Reset. What's a Great Reset? really means is resetting the world, our economics, our system of government, our energy sources, our entire society, how we think, how we operate, how we live. And uh, they are dead serious about this. And uh, uh, Klaus Schwab, who is the head of the World Economic Forum, wrote the blueprint for the Great Reset. And I think it's very interesting that he titled the book, COVID-19, the great reset. And what they really are telling us is they use the COVID lockdowns as a primer for what they wanted to do with the great reset. First of all, we're told that, uh, you know, we had to uh, flatten the curve. Now, the new line they're using is we've got to flatten the climate curve. In other words, everything with the great reset is based on uh, climate change as the as the center of, of the entire policy where they then affect our economy what we eat how we live uh, our transportation it all fits in there and that's what they mean by the great reset they they want a massive change or the outright elimination of our, our entire free market economy our income sources uh and, and the jobs that go with that, private property would be eliminated, personal privacy uh, would not exist, individual choice and families as, as we've always known them uh, would be gone, information and, – and, and, and look at the families now what we're dealing with. Mm. We're no longer to, allowed to call our parents, mom, and dad, and you
1: know we're eliminating uh, – our pronouns. He, you, can't, you can't even yes. call 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 women that have children mother. Now they, they want you to call them birthers. Did you see that one?
3: Sure, exactly. And that goes on. I mean, you talk about resetting society. There it is right in front of you. Our communication system, our information sources. We already know that the media is, is completely on board with all of this and lies to us daily. Hmm. Uh, even our entertainment, our energy sources, our education system. Our food system, now we're, we're really seriously looking at getting rid of beef and, and having fake beef uh, in, in our in our uh, diet and uh, how our homes are, our cities, are, all of that. Our national sovereignty, our system of government, everything is part of this great re, great reset to change all of that. And, uh, you know, so that's what they're what they
1: at. It's really kicked – and we have Tom DeWeese on the line right now with us. And, and Tom is just a, a fantastic patriot and a uh, contributor to so many, so many, he's got so many hats. We'll talk about that uh, a, a little later. Next time you're on too, we're going to talk about the Freedom Pods. We're not doing that today. This is going on overdrive now. They rigged the election. As you said, COVID-19, obviously to anybody that was really paying attention to what was going on with COVID-19, you could see that they certainly used it to their advantage. Uh, this is just snowballing into something out of um, like a Mad Max movie. I mean, this is becoming some really scary stuff. And the Amer- American people are looking at it, Tom, and saying, what's going to happen next? I mean, what is going to happen next? How long does it take before we can't turn this thing around, Tom?
3: Well, it's running very quickly if, if we keep allowing these things to be put into place. And, of course, the, the real players in this – You've got the United Nations at the center of it, and the World Health Organization is ruling over our our, uh, global health uh, policy, and the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund controlling our money. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the World Economic Forum has put the blueprint together how it all emerges. These guys have been serious about this for several decades as they're doing this. And one of the key words in this, as they're calling for it, is – to create global interdependence what that means is there will be no independent nations one of the things when Donald Trump started saying America first absolutely blew the top of their heads off this you know we can't have this an independent nation making up their own ideas running their country the way they want to no no we need global interdependence and uh, so you know the, the, so the, you have a global political reset you have the environmental reset on and on and on, and it is uh, moving in in so many ways. Uh, the attack on private property, which is one of the things I focus on the most, yes. Uh, not only are are we uh, seeing these, there, there are attacks on uh, single family neighborhoods, zoning protections for single family neighborhoods. In other words, your home. They they are you know using now affordable housing and fair housing and so on and so forth. What they mean is these government housing projects where people are living in absolute misery uh, in fear of their lives and so forth as government is running these things they now want to bring these things into what are single-family home neighborhoods and uh, you know they call this smart growth <laughs> and so forth and uh, you know this this is moving right now the state of Oregon was the first state to make it a state policy the the uh, the mayor of Minneapolis said that single-family uh, zoning is self—people uh, self-segregating
1: uh, themselves from people they don't want to live next oh. to. That's racist. Uh, you know, and so, and and yeah. if you look at at the way that they're doing this, and you're right, this is like overdrive right now. It makes you wonder how did Trump ever win in the first place? Because now, now I just see. A a really dark globalist cabal that seems to be working together, and the, the spider webs that are tangled in here. Sometimes it's too much to get into, but we did elect Trump, so and that wasn't so long ago. So th- there still is hope, right? I mean, Tom, there's got to be hope because if we don't have any, uh, you know, the country it, it'll only it'll only fall backwards instead of moving forward. Where where do you think Trump lines up in this whole thing? Does he become another player?
3: Well, I'll tell you what. I uh, you know, I've been fighting these policies for a long long time and you know, it gets discouraging once in a while when you think nobody's listening. But what he showed and what he did was he rallied millions and millions of people who had never paid attention before. And people watching how they did everything they could to tear him down, Uh, That outraged a lot of people what they were doing and I now see uh, These people who who want to get involved now. They've never been involved before. What can I do? I've got to save my country Yeah, and so if he did nothing else he woke up that silent majority that was sleeping through all this stuff and uh, So, you know, I'm actually encouraged that we have the opportunity to stop these things We are seeing states put uh, a lot of new uh, legislation through and so forth to protect their sovereignty, to protect yes. our, uh, our republic. And uh, so I'm encouraged by that. So, you know, but, but on the other hand, we've got to stay awake. We've got to keep all these
1: people involved and, and keep moving forward. And with with all this stuff now um, in the schools where they're, they're critical race theory, you know, I think that's all probably under the umbrella of what we're talking about with the Great Reset. Uh, I think you would agree with that. Correct the curriculum in the public schools very, very dangerous, Tom. All these things that are designed to actually absolutely
3: cut down our society, to change our our entire way of living, are all part of this. They have to break that down. They've got to change our morality. They've got to, as we talked about, change our you know our definitions of things. Make us forget our history. Reset everything. Uh, you know, cancel culture, all that kind of stuff is part of this. It is a drive to completely change our way of thinking and,
1: uh, and our direction. Tom Dewey is on the line with us right now. Tom, we saw what happened on January 6th. My two co-hosts were there. Uh, all of a sudden we see that they're arresting patriots. There are a few that have been in solitary confinement for four months now. We haven't heard hide nor hair about where they are, how they're being treated. Uh, The Capitol is still surrounded by barbed wire and uh, razor wire, while the Biden administration rarely makes itself known unless it's to prod the American patriot. And they tell us now, and I was uh, reading this throughout the the Gateway Pundit, but it was also linked through Breitbart and also Town Hall, so it's been linked, that now they're telling us... um, if you think one of your neighbors might be a radical, maybe, if you think so, you can report it. So now they're putting it out that if you're a patriot, ring them in and maybe we can go and arrest them. This is, could we see a time when they're going door to door and arresting the American patriot, Tom?
3: I think it can happen. This shows you how terrified they are of us, as they've done everything they can to cut our ability to say anything. And uh, now, when people are are, are going after this uh, this new uh, race policy in the schools, mm-hmm. and I just saw today uh, some of the some of them are now comparing that to. Well, the Ku Klux Klan would be against this. Okay. You know? So so if you're promoting this now you're you're part of the Klan. Yeah. As, as always. That's that's always their their uh, right. go
1: to. Yeah, I know. It, but, it it's uh, it's sad know. because we see it, we and we we know what it is, but the fact of the matter is if they have the media in the back pocket, they always have the advantage with that. But thank god some of these states, Tom, they're already saying that curriculum is a no go. Florida's one of them.
3: Yeah, several states have now come out and and are doing that, and uh, I think more are, are coming. Uh, one of the things that uh, I have found over the years that uh, really, you know, even though it's it's a negative. Is almost helpful in this. People who become victims of these programs—they've ignored them, ignored them because they weren't touched by them—but all of a sudden they become a victim of whether it's attack on property rights or their industry or whatever the case may be. Mm. They become some of the fiercest fighters. And the reason I bring that up is that everybody is about to become a victim of this this policy, and I think that will help generate an awful lot of opposition to stand up to it. And the, you know, you, you talk about everything we've talked about here about the Great Reset, and you say, well, how can they put all that in place? Let me tell you how it's going to affect you personally. Within a year, uh, their goal 77% of institutional investors, Wall Street, will stop buying into companies that aren't in some way sustainable. That's the key word. Every time you hear the word sustainable, that is part of this policy. It has nothing to do with protecting the environment. It is a key word, a policy to have top down control. Now, if Wall Street refuses to invest in a company that cannot show themselves to be sustainable, they'll go out of business. And, uh, you know, we already see what they're doing with the. Uh, uh, the oil and gas industry and the electric vehicles, the uh, the idea that our uh, gas powered cars are going to disappear, and uh, I, I could spend another half hour talking about how every one of these things is actually, in the name of the environment, is going to hurt the environment. Yes. But moving forward, the uh, uh, they're going to force you know public transportation with this. They're going to force uh, global. Uh, uh, you know, healthcare programs and so forth. It's going to affect all of those things. Our food industry, everything, everything has to be sustainable. And, uh, you know, you can see how the auto industry is reacting to that. We're going to have the electric cars. But uh, this is interesting in in the grocery. If you go into the toilet paper line Mm -hmm. in the grocery, you're going to see one of the major brands of toilet paper that are now saying on their package that for every tree that is cut down, uh, to make this product, three are planted. Oh, they've proven that they're sustainable, you see, so they can stay in the game. Yeah. Uh, you've got the, uh, uh, these companies are gonna have to report uh, their, their climate information to the Securities and Exchange Commission mm. for a climate risk assessment. Mm. Morgan Stanley, Merrill Lynch, Bank of America are already working on these things. Now we go to your personal choices. Uh, how are you going to be affected? If, you know Everybody has got one of these little car- cards, a discount card at the grocery, mm. and you use that to get discounts, but it also registers what you bought, and that can become part of a database on you, and they will look at this and decide whether you are uh, being… Uh, You know, acquiring to this your climate footprint. If uh, if you're buying beef, but you're not buying enough vegetables. Well, you know, maybe that's questionable there. Uh, Eventually, these kinds of purchases will be part of your uh, credit rating. And just like in red China. This is what they're doing there. This will keep you from buying a car, obtaining a mortgage, getting a business loan. You'll be cut out of society if you aren't towing the line on, uh, on, ha- on your, your uh, living habits. And so this is how they are moving to get you to toe the line and uh, be a proper global citizen in the Great Reset. Affecting you that way on, on how you live
1: We have Tom DeWees on the line Tom we are running out of time We're bringing you back on next week Next weekend, next Sunday rather And um, we're going to talk a little bit more about this I'm sure the Freedom Pods We'll get into all that Is it okay to link up the article That I was uh, uh, using from you um, The Great Reset What what it will really do to you Is that alright to put on Freedom on Deck? Absolutely And we'll we'll link you to what's the site everybody goes to check you out on.
3: Our website is AmericanPolicy.org, AmericanPolicy.org. We've got a very uh, large archive there of articles that we've created uh, over the years or written on uh, all these issues. Uh, We've got a lot of tools on there, uh, handbooks and uh, uh, books I've written and so forth are there. So uh, we've got a lot for you to see when you go on AmericanPolicy.org.
1: Very, very good. Tom, thank you so much for coming on the program. I'll talk to you next Sunday. My pleasure. Thank you. Everybody, that was Tom DeWeese. And it's wonderful to talk to somebody that's such a patriot. It gets you fired up. We got some great guests on the way, too. Dan Wass, 2A. We're talking about that. What's Biden doing to your guns? Going to take them from you. Put you back in chains and chain Wall Street. All right. We sometimes you gotta laugh. You'll go crazy if you don't. All right. Come back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News now and stimulating talk. 94.9 94.9 News Now, stimulating talk. Dan Wass coming on after this quickie. That's what I call it, a quickie with CV. That didn't sound right.
2: No, it didn't sound right. But, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is no shocker. We have more Chinese spies working inside our systems right now. Last February, uh, there was an arrest of Dr. An Ming Hu. Who? 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 I'm sorry. Who was accused of failing to inform NASA he was working for a Chinese university while doing government-funded research here in the United States. The judge overseeing the case declared a mistrial after only one day of deliberations. Uh, A Tennessee jury couldn't reach the verdict, and it was last Wednesday afternoon in the trial of a former University of Tennessee researcher accused of failing to report his ties to the CCP and inside the Chinese university. Listen, there are so many Chinese spies in here working for the Democrats that have been stuck into our universities, it would make your head spin. Yep. And we keep on finding more and we keep on finding out that they have been brought in and working alongside of many of our congressmen and senators inside the Democrat Party, including Eric Fartwell mm-hmm. and including Nancy Pelosi and including Diane Feinstein, yep. who had a Chinese spy working with her for 20 years. How the hell can this country have somebody stand in front of us and tell us that white supremacy is the biggest concern when the Democrats have the CCP working inside our offices and they have all of our information, top secret government information, they have it, China, and we aren't doing anything about it.
2: And in this Unreal And in this two-tier system, Blindstein and Fotwell don't even get a slap on the wrist. And you never hear another word about it. It's no. unbelievable. But the point is, China, the CCP, posed the greatest existential threat to America. Of course they do. But the Uni Party, also known as the Chinacrats, tried to obscure that fact under the narratives that it's white supremacy or global warming or Russia, whose economy is smaller than New York's, by the way, that all the real danger, China are just... Commercial competitors, after all. Yeah, right, commercial competitors that have murdered millions of their own people, created a bioweapon and used it, killing millions more, simply to take out the greatest president we have ever known and to take down America a few notches economically. Yeah, they're just competitors, let me tell you.
1: Uh, And they have a uh, Chinese spy in the White House right now. His name's Joe Biden. Yeah. So there you go. And if you don't like us saying it, call the FCC I don't give a damn the truth hurts but sometimes you have to pay attention we're gonna come back Dan Watts author of good guy bad gun one through three and um, he's a he's a great guy he's been a long time guest for us and we appreciate him come on, on it's been a little while since he's been with us but don't go anywhere stick here with freedom on deck on 949 news now and
2: stimulating fun.
1: Welcome back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and stimulating talk. Second guest of the day on the line with us right now. And I want to once again, uh, last week, thank everybody for all the kind words that they said about the one and only Xander Gibb, who's no longer with us. Certainly going to miss him. I have Dan Wass. Now, you guys know Dan. He's a 2A advocate. All the wonderful Good Gun Bad Guy series one through three. He's a radio host. Dan, did you know—I think I remember—maybe I'm making uh, uh, a—maybe may, I'm just making this up in my head. Did you know Xander? Have you been on with him before? You know, I was going to
0: talk about—thanks for having me on the show, Chad, but okay. I was going to mention that. I just heard you mention Xander, and yeah, I did his show probably a couple times. What a great guy he was. Oh, yeah. my
1: God, what a nice guy. I, I just—I thought he was the greatest. He and, was the uh, greatest. So I, too bad to hear what, what happened. I, I really don't know how he died or anything about the details, but it's just it's just really it was sad to hear that. Yeah, it was sad. It was kind of like hit me in the in the face because it was also you know Julio Rivera. He's the one that called me and told me, and um, that's kind of how me and Xander hooked up. I believe, and I might be wrong, was through Julio, and um, I've kept all those guys still come on the show with me. It's amazing. Nobody nobody hates me enough to stop coming on. So. I guess I well, you have know, something. Julio, you said Julio Rivera. Yes, sir. Yeah, Julio and I have become somewhat friends too. He's, uh,
0: you know, we've, we've done a lot, done a lot of articles for his his publication and stuff. So there, you got, there's a nice, a good uh, circle of people there. Uh, yes. All good guys. Yep.
1: Y- yes, yes, and that's the good connections that you make, and that's um, that's something that we have to keep up, obviously, with what's going on in the world uh, right now. And I wanted to get into that a little bit with you. Uh, There's a lot of shaming going on, but really in the public school system right now, when they're talking about critical race theory, and from what I'm seeing and reading out of this, it looks like something out of Agenda 21. I'm sure it is. It also looks like they're pretty much telling white children throughout the United States they're no good, they're bad. And we do have some states like Florida making a stand and saying that's not going to fly in our schools. Now, you know, Dan... It seems like there's, like, an overdrive right now with this guy in office. First of all, he doesn't look like he knows where he is. He freaks out when anybody asks him any questions, like the CNN reporter asked him about Vladimir Putin. But when they're pushing uh, forward with critical race theory, this guy's the perfect puppet for it. And um, I I don't know how long we can make it. I don't think we can make a good year or two with this guy at the helm because— you just have all the communists taking advantage.
0: Well, let's let's not pretend any longer that the Democrats are trying to prevent racism. What they're actually doing, I think it's clear to everybody, is that they're trying to perpetuate racism. Yes. Um, I, I, I mean, by looking at what we have going on in our society right now, I think you really would have to be severely ignorant to, to deny the fact that Democrats are trying desperately to keep racism alive it's just so plain it's plain as day sure um so critical race theory is another tool or another vehicle to to perpetuate more racism among people because they want people divided they really need you know democrats don't have a chance unless they can get the minority votes and they understand that they are really losing everybody i mean when you look at what Joe Biden is doing, I, I think anybody with half, you know, two brain cells to rub together understand that he's not the right guy for this job, <laughs> and, and and many would agree that they stole that they they stole the presidency anyway. So yes. Democrats are really in a bad light, so they need everything they possibly can to stay uh, relevant and to stay in office. And critical race theory, I think, is part of that because it divides people. And it makes them into the uh, the good guys, so to speak. They they look like they're the ones trying to solve the problem of racism that doesn't really exist, but they're creating. So they create the problem, and then they come in and pretend to be the saviors. Um, and but I think everybody can see through it. I know I can, and it's not just because I'm a I'm a conservative Republican. I mean, I think anybody with a brain who can logically think can yeah. see what they're doing. It's it's just obvious to me.
1: You know, Dan. <laughs> I I heard Merrick Garland speak, the AG right now. We know his name from the past. They wanted to make him a Supreme Court justice. God, that would have been frightening. Uh, Luckily, we stood in the way of that. And, you know, they got all upset about that when Obama was in office. We said no, just because Scalia uh, uh, passed away at the time and they tried to throw his hat in the ring. And just, we all know that was done to make us look bad. and, And now you hear him get in front of the world and he says the biggest problem. Here in the, United States, our, in the United States, our biggest threat is clearly white supremacy. And, um, you know, listen, I'm not saying that we're perfect. And far be it from me or you to even insinuate such a thing. But we, we were pretty damn good. And the fact of the matter is, if he can stand in front of the world and tell us that white supremacy and not the CCP— is America's biggest threat. We have a problem, Dan.
0: Racism almost didn't exist until Obama came. And through Trump, the Democrats really just started pushing it. Um, I I, I like the Morgan Freeman view. A a black guy, by the way, Mm -hmm. who says, if you just stop talking about it, it will go away. Because, Because really, ultimately, I think people, human beings, especially Americans, genuinely just gravitate toward each other i think we gravitate toward wanting to get along it's, it's just a natural instinct we want to be with each other we want to get along we want to work together um so it takes a lot of effort to keep that from happening yeah but like morgan freeman says if you just stop talking about it it will go away because we'll naturally gravitate back toward each other and we'll all unite as we should and and as we always have so it's it's just democrats are really trying i think to destroy the the, the fabric the, the fabric and the foundation of this country and they're doing it with racism they're trying to do it with climate change which is another joke and you know then and, and so many of their so many of their their policies it just it's just, they're all just designed to divide and create minority groups and to create victims and to create oppressors and oppressives and and all sorts of nonsense just to keep people apart
1: to our advocate Dan Wass on the line with us right now. Yeah, it, it is all about keeping us apart and I think the the thing that they fear the most is that one day we'll all see through that and come together in a big way which would be absolutely devastating for the Democrat oh, God, party. Yeah. And Don't you know, and and you know Dan to see the mainstream media just totally totally looking past the two audits that are going on right now, one in Arizona, the other one in Georgia, where we're finding out that, uh, you know, probably Donald Trump won both of those states. And it's starting to look like uh, there's, there's really no way that they can deflect this anymore. Yet the mainstream media says it and uh, Joe public that doesn't really pay attention, eats it up and chews it up. I mean, how, how frustrating it is, is it for you when when you know you're on the right side of history, as I feel most of my guests are, and uh, and I feel that my co-hosts are, and most of the people that that I associate with, of all the people I associate with, to see that some people are just so easily manipulated by posts on Facebook, by posts on Twitter, and by the garbage that they see coming out of the mouths from some of the figureheads on CNN, CBS, ABC, and some just seem like they're they're never going to get down to the nitty-gritty and the truth, Dan. No, because they want to win. They've already picked sides,
0: and they need to win to, to, I guess, to satisfy their own internal needs. But, uh, you know, we talk about well. Here's well, the here's the thing. Here's the thing. How, how can any logical thinking person believe that President Trump, doing these campaigns, drawing fifty thousand plus people in
1: airplane hangars? <laughs> I know. You was know, doing like one a week or one every, almost every? Right. Week. Yeah. Something. No, and, I think he was doing like three, Sometimes making three stops in a, in a day. And then on the other side
0: of the of the of the you know camp the other campaign mm. uh biden is he can't he can't draw flies no he's in his basement figuring out how to tie his own shoes mm-hmm. and somehow he biden gets
1: the most votes in american history yeah it doesn't right. doesn't, like, add, up. Right. Does, doesn't so, add up doesn't so add up how can you actually but you you can you can pretend
0: to believe it because you don't want to get ridiculed by you know by social media or you don't want to get involved in these arguments you can pretend to believe it but i don't think even democrats believe it i think they're happy because they won because they needed they needed that val- validation to they needed to win but i don't think they believe it how could you possibly believe it this guy couldn't even put he can't even string two sentences together and He won the most elections. He had the most elections in presidential history. I I just don't. I don't.
1: And continuing to follow it, Dan, you you can't ask him any questions. He doesn't do any pressers. Half the time, he looks like he's on drugs. I'm sorry. I know he's the president right now. People are going to get upset with me for saying that his pupils are always dilated. I'm sorry that I see what he looks like. And he looks like he's lost. And, you know, when somebody actually does come up with the cone is to ask him a question. It was a uh, reporter from CNN, actually, and I'll, I'll give them some credit on that. And ask him how he can believe what Vladimir Putin's saying. And, you know what, on the other side of it, I said, you know, that reporter, what he's really saying is, why did we trash Trump all these years for for far less with Vladimir Putin when you're sitting here and opening up a pipeline for him?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and closing down ours.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me that this is this is good for our country, Dan. It's... No,
0: they stole it. They they stole it. They clearly stole it, and now we are having to deal with their thievery and 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 you know now we're we're just trying to regain our our own integrity by these by the the audits and stuff. And I think that once we do, I, I hope we do. And even if we don't put Trump back in office, at least. We can delegitimize uh, Biden's presidency because he's a joke. He, he's he's an absolute joke. He doesn't belong
1: there. He's not fit for it. And he didn't earn it. No, he didn't. Dan Watts on the line with us right now. Good, good gun, bad guy. One through three. Great books. If you go pick them up um, and uh, and check Dan out. You know, Dan, that, what's really frustrating to see also is uh, the way they treat the American patriot. So they've got some of these uh, some of these uh, great patriots, and I would say, the ones that showed up on January sixth, and right now they're being held in solitary confinement. It's going past four months now. We haven't seen Hyde nor here. I don't know if they're alive or not. Uh, you know, is this a statement to us to say, if you cross us, this could happen to you?
0: Yeah. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like uh, this is all a threat, and this is, these are scare tactics. And it's really, it's infuriating to me because, you know, those people didn't do anything. No. You know, for what I, for what I've seen, that the the Capitol Police were letting people in. They number were. one. And there were also th- that group that actually was in there. From what I understand, some of the videos that I've seen and some of the things that I've read, that those were Antifa who actually infiltrated. So this whole thing is a big sham, and in, in some way I would like it to be investigated just so we can find out that the Capitol Police and Antifa were involved in it. Right. And possibly Nancy Pelosi. But I don't think if if there's an
1: investigation, I don't don't think it'll be – I think it'll be very biased and very one-sided. Well, you know, and Dan, when we say Antifa was there, when we say Black Lives Matter, you could say probably there were a million other groups – uh, some from the fringe right and some from the fringe left but for them to come out and say no antifa wasn't there it was the biggest political event all year and you don't think antifa was there right. it's it's just it it boggles my mind that these people get away with this
0: yeah and I don't know much about the investigation that they're planning on doing. I, I, from what I understand, they've already done some investigations on it. I think they should be investigating all the riots that happened in 2020 with a, when when Antifa and BLM were burning down, literally burning down buildings with people in them. Absolutely. And robbing and looting and beating people up and killing people and, and just creating hell on earth and... That's the stuff that needs to be investigated. This capital, this capital thing, the, the capital protest does not need to be investigated, uh, unless it's a, a non-biased investigation where we can actually pull Antifa out of it and pull the the, the capital police out of it and 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 show uh, show how they were responsible.
1: You know, for- and and Dan, you know damn well if the government didn't want those people to get in that building, they wouldn't have.
0: Oh, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. That's
1: that's a good point. Great point. They wouldn't they wouldn't have gotten in. I mean, I've been saying that from the get go. So we have, uh, you know, we have some really dark times ahead of us. I think, but thank God we have people like you and sound people out there that remind us that hey, you still have your Second Amendment. You can still protect your family for now. Thanks for coming on, buddy. We'll get you. Where does everybody go and check you out? Uh, what's the site best to go and and look at the books and the show and, and everything well, you have thanks, to offer? I, I appreciate being on your show. I always, we always have a great conversation.
0: So I'll, anytime you want, you just give me a shout. Um, people can find my book series, Good Gun, Bad Guy, at goodgunbadguy.com. Goodgunbadguy.com. Or there's also a YouTube channel. Uh, I also have... Um, a podcast and a web show uh, called the loaded mic. And you can find that at loaded And Mike is M I C like microphone loaded uh for our weekly uh, web show, which is a lot of
1: fun. It's a Great show. So, yep. I watch it. I Love you. the show. Thank you very much. All right, Dan, we'll talk so, to you in a little bit. Um, oh, okay. wait, wait, before you go, did you watch that uh, kiss any uh, biography pick yet or, or, or anything about that? Have you seen I it? I
0: that, that was on, Isn't that on the
1: 27th? I don't know. I, there was like a sneak. Somebody got it out, but they said that um, Ace and Peter aren't even in it. it it's like... Uh, I don't know. Really? Yeah, I'm not happy about that. Um, I have it in...
0: This is how much of a kiss freak I am and Mm -hmm. people are gonna laugh. You you understand. Yes, I have it in my calendar as June twenty seventh at nine PM Eastern. Okay. Uh, fifty years of kissery. It's on A and E. If
1: Ace and Peter aren't in that, they completely dropped the ball.
0: Wow. That,
1: that 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 would be sad that would be said and from yeah. what i understand that's what that's what's happening so we'll talk about that another time you know probably most of our listeners hate Kess, so we'll just we'll, we'll just pass around on that everybody that was the one and only mr dan Wass. make sure you go and check out everything he listed for you at the end there we got a lot more show to go don't go anywhere 949 news now and stimulating talk Ladies and gentlemen, FOD, CV, Chet Morton, we're here, you're there, and Dementia Joe is somewhere out there, lost he in space. Know he doesn't know who the hell he is, does he? I mean, you, you know, it was very uh, very apropos that a CNN reporter would ask Joe about Vladimir Putin and, and whether we can really trust him or not. And uh, Joe's response was even more timely than I've ever heard Joe before when he said, where the hell, what do you do all the time? (laughs) Yes, yes, that is our, our uh, elected, not elected fake president, Joe Biden, who can't remember who his wife is between his sister. This, you know, and the embarrassing part is he sat down with Putin which, by the way, uh, President Trump constantly got attacked for, and he opened up a nice pipeline for Putin, if you guys didn't know that. All right, he's uh, rubbing elbows with the Kremlin right now. And he gets away with it. And when someone dares to ask him uh, what, whether we could trust Putin or not, he flings back and says, what the hell do you do all the time, man? You know, are you on the drugs? It's, it's embarrassing. You know, this guy is bending over backwards for China, for Russia, and we're seeing it in real time while the liberal mainstream media says nothing, C.V. Nothing. Yeah.
2: And then a reporter, I think it might be the same reporter, asked him a long involved question that sounded very intelligent. <laughs> and, and, and he was listening for a long time. His eyes were darting back and forth. And he says, Well, uh, if you don't know the answer to that, you're in the wrong business and walks away. (laughs) Because he he didn't understand the question. But, you know, know, and what does he mean? He wants the international community to reduce Russia's standing in the world. What is their standing in the world? What, because they have nukes? Uh, Why would they even use them to commit suicide? Russia, as I said earlier, has a smaller economy than New York State. You know, this is all just to take our eyes off the real threat, which is China.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you there, and uh, but, but but my point was he gets away with it in a way that President Trump never would have, and that's, you know, oh, and I know, <laughs> and the guy, you know, he's this, and he's a space cadet. He's out there. Obviously, his responses don't make sense, and that's why, in general, they don't like him speaking to the reporters, and. They probably tell them themselves, listen, if a reporter comes at you with with something you don't understand, just yell at him and scold them like you would the, your dog that attacks everybody. You saw his uh, his dog, his German she- Shepherd, attacks the reporters too. It's, oh, it's, I didn't see that. Yeah, it, it's like very similar to what we saw uh, with Adolf Hitler. That's what
2: this— <laughs> They were constantly making up stories. Of course, I'm, n- stories. I'm not serious. They were making up stories about Trump all the time because they had nothing on Trump. When Trump would answer questions, they were always very intelligent. He always knew exactly what he was talking about. He was always right on the money. But they would just like make up things. Oh, he gave his people more ice cream than he gave us.
1: They still do. They still do it to Trump. And I'll tell you one thing one thing about Donald J. Trump that nobody out there can say is that he didn't answer. He was in front of the media every single day. Every single day. He was on every single news station. Did he like it? I'm sure there were times he didn't. I'm sure. Because they all disrespected him. And sometimes he'd call him out. He'd say, you know, I'm the president. Uh, you, you should show a little bit of decorum and respect. But um, they just they hated him because he's about this country. And he's, um, he, he, was, he was put in by the people. That's why they hate him. We're going to talk a little bit more about January 6th. It's working inside the FBI and the media, what they did together. Right here, 949 News Now and Stimulate. Oh. Hello,
2: Daddy. Hello, my
1: Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, wrapping it up on this wonderful Father's Day. If you have your father in your life, make sure you go and tell him, Pop, I love you. Let's go out and um, let's protest a Joe Biden rally or let's, uh, you know, let's uh, drive over some yard signs for the Democrats or or something fun like that.
2: (laughs) We don't (laughs) do that. The other side does.
1: We don't do that. We don't do that. So, um, CV sent a a few articles over in my way, and one by Glenn Greenwald in particular is talking about what the FBI is involved with here in trying to infiltrate so many right-wing radical groups, as they would call it, not us, when we talk about the Oath Keepers, when we talk about some of these great groups that are pro-American. And first of all, I will say it on these airwaves, and I've said it before, I am an Oath Keeper. And um, the Oath Keepers, just so you understand out there, have many shades of people in their group inside New York, outside New York, through the Beltway, out west, down south, up north. You talk about it, they're there, they're good people. I mean, for God's sakes, on Memorial Day, they go out, they put out the flags for our fallen warriors They do these wonderful, great things organizing charities for the police, for the military, for the wounded that fought for this country. And they get dogged like this by our government. And what they want to do is really target the Oath Keepers and others, the three percenters and some of the others too, as being terrorist, white supremacist hate groups when nothing could be further from the truth. And I can tell you that they have some of these folks locked up right now. And I don't know when we'll see hide nor hair of some of these individuals that are being well watched by Merrick Garland and the Biden administration as they're under lock and key and may never see the light of day again. For God's sakes, I haven't seen any reports on whether they're living or dead. Who knows? So inside the FBI, you have this happening and you have the liberal media Mocking the fact that we think that some of these uh, stories that have been created and mushroomed into something far greater by the FBI can't be true. Well, I'm here to tell you that's a bunch of bull, and you know it's bull. And the DOJ is corrupted, the FBI is corrupted, the CIA is corrupted, the IRS is corrupted. Hell, the Capitol has razor wire around it, for God's sakes. You're telling me we're not living in some strange times here? They should be more concerned in the fact when we report on stories like we have CCP spies that have top secret information and the morons out there that see it don't worry an inch about it. They say, well, you know, that's just how the world works right now. Well, you know, that's how a nation is wiped off. So, as reading through this CV, I will tell you one thing. It's on the money. The, the, this, the sad part of the reality on how this administration has really ratcheted up a bunch of hatred for people that are no more than patriots, is more concerning than anything. If you want to really look into what happened on January 6th, all you have to do is go and talk to some of the great people that attended the event that weren't inside that building when they were let in there with uh, red velvet ropes. And for the most part, as CV and Brian would tell you, it was people that were there to be peaceful. It was people that were there to show their support for President Trump, whether you like it or not. It was people that were there with their American flags. They did not have white hoods on. They did not have swastikas. And no, it wasn't all white folk. Okay? That's, right. That's a bunch of bull. And it's a that we're being led down this path, CV.
2: Yeah. And uh, I remember not that long ago, it was uh, even before Trump was elected, they started this uh, Russia collusion theory. It was only a theory. There was no, uh, there was not even any smoke. Forget about the fire. So they had to create smoke. And that was when I realized that the word counterintelligence really means set up. They had, they put agents in there and they tried to set up anybody that was in the Donald Trump camp or in the camp or involved with the campaign, tried to set them up like Papadopoulos and so on and so forth. Yep. And you know, just setting, you know, totally setting him up. And, and there was this uh, long investigation, this uh, Russia collusion probe headed by Mueller. And they came up dry. There was nothing there at all. And he, and here we go again with uh, this particular story, how it compares the Michigan plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer to January 6th, this, this so-called siege, which it never really was a siege in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, and how the FBI were involved in the instigation of each one of these things. And the three percenters was, was one of the groups that uh, were said to be involved in the January 6th siege. And they were supposedly involved in this uh, kidnapping of Governor Whitmer, which ne- never happened either. But uh, th- 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 this group was so well infiltrated that they already had three informants embedded in their group before any plot was even hatched. So what were they doing there? They were probably hatching the plot with them. And only days after Detroit's FBI agents and state police busted up this supposed plot to kidnap Whitmer, the head of the FBI there in the office of Detroit, Stephen D'Antonio, however you pronounce it, who oversaw the infiltration operation, into the Michigan plot was quickly and quietly promoted to overseeing the investigation into the January 6th Capitol siege. How suspicious. If the government foiled the Michigan plot, why didn't they step in to stop the so called siege on January 6th? The answer, in my opinion, is obvious. D'Antonio was brought in specifically to instigate the breach of the Capitol on January 6th. And the bottom line is a significant number of unindicted co-inspirators accused of the most egregious crimes on January 6th may, we- may very well be federal imp- informants and are undercover operatives who were involved specifically for the purposes of entrapment. And that is, the sus- and that is very suspicious because th- that was the modus operandi used to entrap the alleged conspirators in the uh, Michigan Whitmer case and why to paint a narrative to divert attention away from the obvious theft of the presidential election although they're, gl- trying to, they're trying to, they're trying they're trying they're trying to say that the, that the audits in Arizona and elsewhere are to detract away from January 6 which is exactly reverse of the truth
1: then they come up with these uh bogus claims of deaths inside the capitol building and and uh, the yeah. one the one that you do look at is the the woman that was there, a yeah, Trump su- a Trump supporter by the way, who was uh, killed. And you know I, I don't I don't have all the answers on that one. If she was doing something wrong, you know I, I would say that things happen. but the, the fact of the matter is a lot of the leftists come out and say, well, look, now the Trump supporters are for killing police. Now the uh, the the yeah. police officer that they're talking about that passed away had a heart attack the next day. Now, don't don't claim that I'm making this up. Leelsey's talked about it many times on his morning show. He's confronted with it and he has spit back where he's getting the information from. It's even been covered by CBS and ABC that the guy died the next day of a heart attack. Then they come forward and say, well, it must have been the stress. The stress? They were being let in with velvet rope. What are you talking about? The stress of it all. Unfortunately, that police officer had a heart attack and died. Yeah. You know, don't try to target us as people that hate the police because we're far from that. It's our families that are in the police departments throughout this country, not yours. Yeah. So don't come at that-
2: us like that. They said that he was hit by bear spray, which was another total lie. Total lie! It didn't happen. The autopsy, there's no, there's no uh, autopsy report. They said he died of natural causes. Of course causes. not. Yeah. And, you know, and, and and how many police officers were killed at the hands of lefties? The the Black Lives Matter movement. Remember, under under Barack Obama alone, there was a a uh, there was like a, a service or a, or a parade or something. Uh, it was in Dallas. Taking place, Dallas. And all these police officers got shot because you know, because Obama was screaming that there was systemic racism in the police force. And he you know instigated what? the whole thing. Well, let me
1: say this about that situation also. That was during a Black Lives Matter rally. The police that ended up trying to protect the protesters that were from Black Lives Matter in Dallas got shot by this scumbag. And they protected them. They didn't say, oh, no, we can't help them. They're from Black Lives Matter. No, they put their ass on the line. And then they get spit on and called garbage. You know what would be very impressive to me with all you uh, anti-police, all you scumbag commies? Wait until it comes to your doorstep. All you little weak-minded liberal white men that have no guts and no testes. You all fold like a deck of cards. And if you came at me, one-on-one, man-to-man, I'd knock your ass out real quick. Because you need to respect the honor of this country. All the blood that has been lost in order to keep our freedoms and liberty, and you spit on it. And you call those who love the country a bunch of Nazis. When you know that it's the positions you take, it's the violence you create, it's the underlying current that you make build up in this country to cause all this violence. And then, when the folks that you bitch and moan about constantly, the police, come in and see you being attacked, what do they do? They help you. It's their job, and that's what they did. Nothing's perfect in this country. We're not claiming that. We're not claiming that every police
2: officer is Mahatma Gandhi, okay? But what and we there's are, no other country in this pla- on this planet that is more perfect than us. There's none. There's
1: none. And I don't care if you don't like it. I don't care if when Barack Obama was asked about American exceptionalism, he poo-pooed it and said, "Well, there's uh there's there's lots of exceptionalism." Okay. That all the countries that you bent down on your knee and kissed the finger in the ring. Okay. Uh, that's fine. You know, you and your husband uh, certainly you know, have a right to your beliefs, you and that uh, that man. You know, I, it frustrates me to see that so many Americans have had the wool pulled over their eyes and they yeah. just don't understand what's really going on. And it's sad because we had Trump in there and he was doing a hell of a job. Not only was he doing a great job with our economy— Now, when you see what's going on the border, we can certainly say he was doing a good job on the border. We could certainly say he was doing a better job with COVID-19 and with the vaccines. And we can certainly also say that he was a patriot, unlike Joe Biden, who is more about making the almighty dollar and causing more war in the Middle East. Whether you believe it or not isn't my uh, concern, because I know it's the truth.
2: And over the last five years, when Trump was president, and he's still president as far as I'm concerned, how many police officers were injured or killed by these leftist freaks who were propagandized by the leftist media and leftist politicians who brainwashed them to such an extent that they became possessed yeah. by, an, by an by an ideology. You look in the eyes of people that are possessed. You can see that they're not. There's nobody home. There's right. somebody else in in charge there. They were. They. They are. Their brains were taken over by an ideology, by a propagandized ideology. And if you look at the videotape of Black Lives Matter people, uh, cursing at police officers who was trying to stand straight, they can't even say anything back because if they say anything back, they'd be called racist. So they have to stand there and take it. They're being spit on. They're having rocks thrown at them. They're having urine thrown at them. And all these obscenities being hurled at them are worse than what you see in that movie, The Exorcist, where that, that person is possessed and saying all manner of disgusting, vile things. They were worse than that. These people are tantamount to being demonically possessed.
1: They are. When you see the the whites under the irises of, and you've said it before, in those eyes, the bugging out, those bugged out eyes that they have, like Adam Schiff. If anyone looks at Adam Schiff, oh, he's heading up uh, the investigation here to see if the president was working with Putin. Oh, you mean the guy that looks like a complete psychopath? (laughs) I
2: mean, really? That's what they all look like. Because they're (laughs) all possessed by this crazy left-wing ideology.
1: It is. It is. And you say it. Oh, well, these wild guys on the radio are talking about the crazy left-wing... Well, you tell me what it is. You tell me what it is. And you know what it is?
2: Is that proper behavior? Is that polite in any way, shape, or form? They're disgusting.
1: Go look at all the evidence we have that these scumbags were at Pedophile Island. Look at how they destroyed all the evidence. And you people sit on your hands and say nothing. You should be ashamed of yourself. And for any of you that support that, and don't you, you know, I remember uh, uh, just a little while back, maybe about a, a year ago, maybe maybe shorter, when uh, that young man was defending himself and defending the uh, the patronage of some of the establishments, I believe in Seattle, mm-hmm. and no, he shot, he thinking... and, and the Antifa members chased him down. And he ended up blowing somebody's forearm off. And somebody else... The guy that ended up dying... Oh, yeah, R- Rittenhouse. Yes, Rittenhouse. Thank you. Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Yeah, the guy he was that, defending. He was and defending I, and, I, see, and I see all the leftists saying, oh, he's a murderer. The one guy that he killed was a pedophile.
2: Who's coming and you, after and,
1: him with a gun? Yeah, with a gun. And you're... Were and not you're not supposed to shoot back? And you're mad that he killed a pedophile? You know what? You leftists... You're probably all into it. You probably love pedophiles. It's probably your thing. <laughs> shame on you. Disgusting. They have, they
2: have no shame.
1: No, they don't. A little more coming up after the commercials. Don't go mm. anywhere. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk.
2: Honey, love you, honey, little honey, funny, sunny morning. Love you more funny. Love in the skyline, baby. Ice cream, excuse me. i seen you looking good the other evening. Oh you dig it had to smile
1: just an hour so we in love like I think we be. Says, Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94-9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. So we we talked about this a little bit. US Attorney Merrick Garland on Tuesday announced the DOJ's national strategy for countering domestic terrorism and said the biggest threat comes from white supremacists. All right, so we already kind of kind of went down that path. But just to sum up the show and wrap it up right now, I would just like to tell all the listeners out there that support freedom on deck and support the president and support the police and support the military, thank you because I know that these times that we're in it's not easy. I know that it can be sometimes daunting, I know sometimes it can be scary. I mean, this is something that we've never really dealt with before. Uh, Since the inception of the show, it was something that I didn't know was going to turn into what it is now. Uh, the, The direction that the left has gone in is a dangerous direction, and you need to be careful. And don't be afraid to be who you are, and don't be afraid to stand up for your rights and your family's rights And by God, even though you're in these liberal enclaves, you can protect yourself and your family. And if it ends up being that uh, it doesn't go the way that you wanted it to, unfortunately, that's happening to a lot of patriots out there. I can't tell you that uh, it's a good idea to thumb the nose at the government, but I can tell you if, if we don't have enough people that do it, we will certainly go down the path of the left and the path of Nazi Germany and the path of ISIS and the path of so many uh, destructive, destructive means, basically the path of Satan and I'll I'll just say it and you know, we know a lot of the times Rocky talks about it on his show and CV certainly talks about it here but it's true we are in a dark time right now are these the end days and revolution? I can't tell you that I'm not being spoken to by God, although I try to listen to God as much as I can. C.V., um, these are dangerous times.
2: Yep, and uh, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland is saying that, you know, um, the the terrorists that are facing our country are a white supremacist. And, you know, anybody who supports uh, Donald Trump and uh, anybody who wants less taxes must be a white supremacist. Must be a right. racist because, you know, l- lower taxes uh, is just a racist idea, isn't it? Of course. Uh, of course. Or national security. That's, you know, security for your family. That's Why would you want security for your family? Why uh, don't you understand that, it, you know, uh, it's only black lives matter. But, you know, it's like it's crazy. It's like Nazi Germany's propaganda against the, the Jews where they dehumanized yeah. them. They've they taken us off every platform. They've taken President Trump off Twitter and and every other social media platform. They're trying to silence us. They're trying to uh, make us seem like we're less than human. They try to scare us and intimidate us into speaking our political opinions. Well, don't fall for it because the the app the, the entire just justice department does not have the resources to go after every single registered Republican. So don't be intimidated. It's ridiculous. And meanwhile, the Biden regime is loosening vetting standards to grant visas to 18,000 Afghans, mm. and people are going to be afraid to report anything sus- suspicious about them because they're going to be called a racist. So um, unfortunately, it's my prediction that there's going to be a lot of Islamic extremism and uh, Islamic terrorist attacks in this country, because they're taking that they're taking their eye off the ball and they're yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're 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 pretending like uh, the KKK are marching down the street everywhere, burning crosses on people's lawns. It's not happening. It's a total no. false impression. And no, don't no. fall for it.
1: And, um, you know, I've said it time and time again, anybody that's a Nazi and they do exist in this country. Believe me, folks, they don't like or follow President Trump. They don't. They hate Israel. And for the most part, believe it or not, a lot of those far-left Nazi groups, and yes, they are far-left because they believe in the advancements of the socialist government. That's what they're about. That's what it means. And it's no different today. But you have to uh, keep in mind what's very important. What's very important in this country, you're always going to have people out there that want to bring America down. And unfortunately, some of them are born here. Some of them are brought in. Some of them are just evil personified. But there's enough of us. We outweigh them. And it's time to start acting like it. It's about equal opportunity for all, not
2: equal outcomes for all.
1: Absolutely. And everybody has that opportunity. Everybody does. It's like they attack a guy like Ben Carson. First uh, doctor successful enough to separate conjoined twins. Do they celebrate him? No. They call him an Uncle Tom. That tells you right there all you
2: need to know. Right. Because he doesn't Donald believe him. what the they least believe racist, in. Donald Trump was the least racist president in my memory. It's, it's, it's the people on the left. It's leftist politicians in the Democrat Party who are obsessed on appearances and skin color and skin tone and nationalities. These people are so obsessed. That makes them the racist. Don't you see? And
1: I'll I'll tell you, Dan Wass, what he said was absolutely true. They want division, and they want it to be between the races, and that's what they're pushing for. Yeah. All right, CV, we'll talk to everybody next Sunday, and um, we're going to have some fantastic guests. Brian will be back. We appreciate it. Happy Father's Day to all our listeners out there. Talk to you next week. Have an awesome day. God bless America.